We are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, producer BTWs, and of course, of course, sitting across from me is Danny Goots. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to another Block News uh, weekly edition of the Coin Boys podcast. Uh, I'm talking to you, Daniel. Yeah. Thank you. How do you feel? I'm feeling pretty good. I, um, it's always enjoying, good. Uh, I enjoyed the last week of Fourth of July. Yeah, it was a good. By. Yeah, yeah. I came by. We. I ate some of your burgers and your nachos and some cheese. ceviche. Yeah. Oh, that was really good. Whoever made that. That was my my friends. God wife. bless them. <laughs> yeah, that was delicious. Uh, but yeah, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we have some exciting things to talk about. There's a bunch. We got a packed July of interviews coming up. Uh, we have some exciting announcements. There's almost so much things going on that I have to figure out when we do the announcements. We have a calendar now. Yeah, <laughs> we have a calendar. Uh, we have an announcement, of course. Uh, if you did the vote on Twitter, we had our Corner Show vote, vote. And we had this overwhelming overwhelming kind of like social media. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And, from and the cool thing is it wasn't bots. It was actual people. Yeah. And uh, they're from this uh, exchange called SafeX Exchange, mm -hmm. right? And they're a decentralized, I think, exchange. I don't actually, that's the whole thing. We're going to start lot. researching. Uh, and that's our, you know, we always say that, hey, if you guys vote it, we'll look at it. But the community, I always say you can always measure coins uh, by their communities. Yes. And damn, their community is pretty strong and very positive. I didn't have a negative thing in all those. We had almost over a thousand votes. Um, I, I was almost hoping to find, because I did a little bit of digging. I was almost hoping to find some trash on it and I couldn't. So I was like, God. Uh, but we'll we'll get into that. Um, it looks like we should be able to have this uh, uh, air towards the uh, middle of July, towards the uh, back end of it. But we have a surprise because of the community outreach. The, they actually connected us with the founder. They helped us uh, reach out to Daniel. I, I'm sorry if I, I destroy this name. It's like Dombeck. Um, I might have said it right, Daniel Dombeck. Because we were going based off of the pronunciation we heard yes. you say in a video. He so. spoke at a Polish uh, crypto yeah, event. So he was it wasn't speaking English, Polish. You were speaking Polish. Um, but uh, we're excited to have him on the show. He is actually going to be able to give us some insight on the coin. How did it start? Uh, we're really excited to not only research it ourselves, but have the founder of this uh, be able to give us some insight and help us understand it. Because Daniel and I will have questions. Yes. Uh, and we're, we want to thank everyone that was involved. And we're excited to do that episode. And I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, one more announcement before we get into the show. Uh, we're doing our first ever giveaway. And... Because it's our first giveaway, it's going to be just a fun one. And in reminiscent of the original transaction of two pizzas, we're giving away a $50 gift card to your favorite pizza place. So if you assuming, like Domino's... Assuming, they, got, assuming they, they have gift cards. Yes, assuming they do. Uh, that means uh, I will put up a tweet. It's going to be a retweet and follow. We're going to use a program to actually do a random the generated random selection. Uh, follower. Yep. Um, and we're excited to uh, start our giveaway process with a fun one. And first of all, we're going to feed you. And there's nothing more... Yeah, you can't hate us More for that. loving than being able to say, hey, the coin boys gave me this pizza. And oh, wait, fact, how many pizzas can you buy with over. $50? $50 depends on where you go, but like, I would say at least six. <laughs> yes. Here's the caveat, though. If you win this... The caveat. The caveat. Or how do you say it? I or think it's a caveat. <laughs> you must take a photo with the first pizza you buy. You might buy a multiple pizzas. You might use it all. But I need a photo with you smiling with that pizza so I could share it on social media. Yeah. Because we want to feed you. Uh, I don't need the photo. Just give me a slice. But call me. Tell me where you are. I want a slice. So I will post a tweet, I believe, on Wednesday. 
uh, and we'll start that process. And on the coin of the show, we will announce the winner, uh, which is a SafeX coin of the show uh, at the end of that show. Um, I'm also excited to surprise everyone that an old friend of the show, actually one of our first guests, uh, is actually on the line with us. And BitBoy, from BitBoy and, and HODL, what's up, dude? How's it going? What is up? Glad to be back on the show. Definitely excited to get into some news today. So he wasn't hiding. Uh, he was hiding this no, entire were time. Were you he hiding this time, BitBoy? <laughs> he heard everything. Yeah, I was, I was creeping. I was creeping. So, yeah, so, dude, thanks for coming back on, and especially because, you know, we always love to have you in the block news section. Um, cause your, your big, your whole thing is about, you know, news, daily news. So first, before we get into block news, let's catch up. How you doing? Like, tell us a little bit about how everything's going in your world. Well, uh, things are going pretty well. Uh, we finally broke through a thousand subscribers on the YouTube channel. So Congrats. that was that was big for us, uh, for sure. We, we actually renamed the channel to just BitBoy Crypto. I wanted it to be easier when people saw the name of my channel to automatically know it was crypto. So you can find me on YouTube at BitBoy Crypto. But uh, things are going good. We're do actually doing, um, just like you guys, a giveaway. We're giving $500 of Bitcoin away on the channel. Um, it's like a two-month contest. We're going to pick eight winners. Damn. So that, that's, that's, that's a really exciting um, announcement we've got. But we're not going to make people take the picture with their Bitcoins. because <laughs> They should. <laughs> they should. With, with their private keys and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me a picture of your private keys. So. Send me a picture of your private key and your yeah. public. Sure, why not? Yeah. That's great, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I actually did see that you changed it to uh, BitBoy Crypto, right? Um, but I didn't, and that was like super recently, right? As of like, a, well, I just changed it on Twitter, also. But my my handle on Twitter and Instagram are still the same at BitBoy underscore Hodel. But just to, like my name that displays, I changed it to BitBoy Crypto. I'm just trying to brand everything maybe a little bit better. Um, but it, as far as BitBoy and Hodel is, maybe a lot of some of you guys who have followed me know. Um, you know, we started this whole thing as an idea for an animated cartoon series. We've had trouble with an illustrator and things like that, but we've actually started putting out comics on our Instagram and That's on Twitter. That's right. Nice. Uh, you guys actually have gotten to meet Hodel at this point. Um, we're we're kind of telling the story of the beginning of BitBoy and stuff, so it it's pretty exciting. I like getting a little creative with it. So that sounds fun. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks again for coming on, of course. And I think we're gonna we're gonna go right into our our part of the show that. Block news. Let's get this block news going. All right. So, uh, BitBoy, because you're our guest, um, I always want to open the floor to you, sir. Uh, and I, I do. I, I did ask uh, Bit, BitBoy to bring a, uh, you know, a topic to the table. So uh, the floor is yours, uh, sir. Well, there's been a lot of big stories lately. Uh, a lot of them involving Coinbase and some different things. But I want to pick out a story that I thought was just very interesting that I thought people would, um, you know, might pique their interest, if you will. So um, I really had a hard time. And, and these two articles are kind of almost tied together on different ends of the spectrum. One article I thought about bringing was the fact that, you know, people are saying that up to three and a half million uh, bitcoins are actually out of circulation completely and will never be found again. And I thought that was really, really super interesting. And then the other article that we're going to talk about is on the other end of the spectrum, which involves entities or people that have at one time owned like a ton of bitcoin. So there's a top 10 list and there's a little bit of overlap because a lot of people consider um, those bitcoins owned by Satoshi, which uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator of bitcoin, uh, basically anonymous. He owns 1.1 million Bitcoins. A lot of people think that those may be lost forever. 
because Satoshi may actually be dead. It's that's a whole different debate. But he is number one on the list um, because, like I said, he does own one point uh, one million bitcoins. It's equivalent to about six billion dollars, and that's if, an astronomical. And, and this is assuming they still have it all, correct? Right. Exactly. Well, I think I think they have Satoshi's address. I think they can verify they're still there. I think. Oh, I hope um, not. that wouldn't be good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, to have to, the public key where you can track it on the Block Explorer because yeah, yeah. I think they can track the first transaction he's, he did. So I'm not 100% sure about that. But there were some people and some things on this list that I've thought were very interesting. Uh, the number two holder of Bitcoin, which they actually held a lot of Bitcoin, but they sold them off, is the country of Bulgaria. So What? In, Jesus. Yes, it's absolutely insane. So in 2017, they had a huge crackdown on organized crime in uh, Bulgaria. And because of that, they were actually able to seize 213,000 Bitcoins. Wow. And they actually used that money. Oh, good for them. They cashed it out, and they used it to pay off a quarter of the country's national debt. Hey, Well, hey, now that is smart. <laughs> it's it's good if, if there was actual crimes involved. If you just are, like, I don't know what the charges were on those people who got their Bitcoin taken from them. Uh, so depending on the charges, I would be okay with. I guess well, they didn't have I mean, to tax themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean that's basically what it is. What they say is that basically the Bulgarian mob was trying to circumvent paying taxes, and they seized that money. Um, of course, along with that, would I'm sure with any organized crime syndicate would be um, uh, money laundering and things like that. So. Who knows if it was legit or not, but I thought that was really crazy. That's a story nobody – I've never heard that before, and that's absolutely insane that a country was able to profit that much off of a seizure to pay off a quarter of their debt. So that was absolutely nuts. So, so <laughs> I didn't know so, Some of the other ones on the list um, include uh, one of Andy's favorite companies, which is Bitfinex. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah so Bitfinex um, owns 163,000 Bitcoins. I, I think that's um, low. <laughs> that's that yeah. that's for Biffin, I mean, if you're an exchange, I would assume that you'd have something a little bit higher, but yeah. but maybe not. I guess I'm wrong. Good for them, I guess. Good yeah. job, Bitfinex. You did um, it. Got in early. I can't. I can't get on. To, I can't get on Bitfinex. Can you not? I well, I mean, I, I I don't. When I try to get an account, it said you must have in order to before you start trading, you must have X amount of money to trade with. And I don't. I didn't want to put that much money on there. Yeah. First off, yeah. uh, secondly, I don't have that much money <laughs> right. uh, in Bitcoin or anything uh, that they wanted. They wanted 10k, and I'm like, I don't got that much. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Still, I don't think so. I think they opened up more because this was recent. I tried to maybe open up recent. Maybe not. I, I feel like maybe that maybe that was a recent change they did yeah. was to change it to that. I think I maybe I remember hearing something about because that because now it's pro probably back in the day it was just if you had a Bitcoin, hop on in. Yeah, you know so, what? It's not like an it's it's a it's. I understand why they're doing it because they're saying, "Ah, oh, we're just a high end exchange, so you got to have this amount of money to be on it." So that's fine. That's that's how they are doing it. So because they're also doing margin, so they 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 do a lot of um leverage on there. So eh, I'm uh, okay with such that. a su such a slimy company. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I won't support. Well, them I won't support them either. So right? I can't even if they were them. giving me a good deal on trades, I I it's something I'm not going to use. Well, so. I'm not going to support them either, but it's because I also have no choice. So, <laughs> so enjoy. So, well, also on the list is another um, another group that uh, relates to a story you guys have talked a lot about on your show, which is the FBI. When they took down Sick, uh, Silk Road and yep. uh, Ross Ulbricht, 
as you guys have had his mom on the show and, and um, you know, talked about him quite a bit. Yep. That VI actually seized 144,000 Bitcoins oh, yeah. um, just from that alone. And then that's not even counting some of the other uh, cases. Have you guys heard about the guy uh, that got arrested going to the uh, World Facial Hair Championships? No, what? I, I How do I get in? Yeah, it's a true story. Um, basically, what happened is is I think he's French, and he was uh, thought to have been trading um, uh, or, or selling drugs online, basically just like Silk Road, except for, I guess, just more person-to-person instead of through a website. And they had tracked him and nailed him down exactly who he was. And he actually is one of the um, he has one of the world's best beards, or maybe it's a, mu- a mustache, or a, I think it's a combination thereof. And so he travels around to these world facial hair championships. And so he actually went to, I believe it was in Canada. I might be butchering the story, but I'm pretty close. <laughs> and when I, he, he, or maybe it was in the North, wherever it was, he came through the United States to get there and the FBI knew it was him and they were waiting for him to come and they seized his computer. And when they seized his computer, they were able to get access to all the bitcoins he had on there. Damn. So that's how that's how a mustache cost a guy, um, you know, probably millions of dollars. And he's also in prison. So well, as long as the part of the story that you got correct was that there is a World Facial Hair Championship. I oh, think for we're sure. Good to yeah. Go. That I, sounds. I, that's talk to the stash, I would. The, the, the stash about that. Oh, uh, I would love to go there, <laughs> and I hope it's combined with the Rock, Paper, Scissors Championship as well as the Arm Wrestling Championship, because then that would be like the, the Lazy Olympics all together, <laughs> and that would be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, okay. uh, quick shout-out to the uh, BitBoy mentioned, the Crypto Stash. He's, uh, he's a good friend of ours now, mm-hmm. new guy that, I, that we met recently, and uh, just shout-out to him, man. Uh, wh- yeah. Wh- did I think the go- but uh, he has a stash? I mean, well, he, that's course, the great thing. That. But back to the U.S. government, did he win? They let it go, right? Uh, the U.S. government, I think, sold it for like a fraction. Oh, uh, when they worth. yeah, the, they auctioned. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I remember when they were auctioned. I was like, huh? Should I? I was like, there's no way I would win the auction. But I was there. I saw the actual post and everything. Like it was crazy to be around then when they did that. Wow. Like yeah, it was cool. Sadness. Um, but the government. That's why I always say the great thing about the U.S. government is that they had experience with cryptocurrency at an early time. Time with with that experience with the Silk Road stuff because they had to seize the Bitcoin and then figure out what the hell to do with it and they decided yeah. let's auction it. Okay, they made some money. They I mean, that's what they that's what they do with other stuff. That's what they do with cars. They sure. you know they get in houses and things like that. So it makes sense. But it like stamps like okay, you guys actually you know sold Bitcoin or auctioned it at one point. Don't forget you know don't yeah. forget that U.S. Uh, so uh, Big Boy, do you have anything else to add on that end? That was an awesome. That's well. A, well, I would like I would like to uh, just give the audience a reference for that story I was sure. talking about. So you guys didn't know that I didn't think I made it up. Um, you can Absolutely. find this. Um, I'll just give you guys the title of the article and the guy's name. I'll just read this one little snippet, and you guys can look this story up. It's very interesting, and it, he actually got arrested in uh, a town about forty five minutes from me, which is Atlanta. So it was actually at the Atlanta airport, which makes sense because it's obviously a big hub. But trip to world beard competition ends in arrest for alleged dark web drug dealer. <laughs> Gal Vari- uh, Gal Valerius, that's G A L V A L L E R I U S of France, who has striking facial hair, was arrested at Atlanta International Airport and accused of working for an illegal narcotics marketplace. So there's an article. You guys can can look it up. It is uh, very interesting. But back, just back to my list, um, the, just a couple of them on there that really stuck out to me. 
And then uh, I'm going to talk about the the Winklevoss twins, as I think that's going to segue us. But uh, Roger Ver is on this list. He actually owns 100,000 Bitcoins. That's not counting, I know. obviously, I his, believe his holdings in Bitcoin Cash. I didn't know he was that and rich. And he's also got Ripple. He's oh, he's rich, got... man. He's an early guy. He comes way back. Yeah. Gross. He's just and one that course, didn't go to jail. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and speaking of that, also on the list is Charlie Shrim. Yep, um, of course. So he did go he, to it jail. It doesn't say... People don't know exactly how much he has or has held, but obviously he was really big. And then Tony Gallippi, I don't know. Do you guys know who that is? No. I know Tony Gallippi, yes. Who is yeah, he? he's he, BitPay. He's the founder of BitPay. So ah, you're, we you're need to get a hold of him. <laughs> right. We got. We have some but, questions. <laughs> so um, just the last one I was going to talk about is the Winklevoss twins. I, I think that Andy has some stuff he yeah. wants to talk about about them. But they actually took $11 million in 2013. Uh, from their settlement between them and Mark Zuckerberg over Facebook, it was a $65 million settlement. They took $11 million of that, and they actu- actually uh, purchased 1.5 million Bitcoins. Um, and it says one Bitcoin traded at $120. So I'm not exactly sure if that math works out. But, yeah, um, it should, shouldn't be that. Yeah, but, but that's what the article says. It says their investment has increased 20,000%, and they are known to be some of the first billionaires um, in cryptocurrency from that purchase and, and the increase to today. So um, very interesting. They're also behind the Gemini exchange. And, uh, you know, it, they're pretty much everywhere in crypto right now. You see them a lot of different places. So Yeah. Actually, I guess perfect segue into uh, what I want to talk about. Two pieces of news. Uh, one is about the Winklevoss twins hiring a New York Stock Exchange executive. Uh, basically, just, just recently, Robert Cornish of the New York Stock Exchange uh, will serve as the chief technological officer, the CTO. Uh, so here's the Winklevoss twins um, bringing in very high-end executives from the stock exchange, the stock market. They're really pushing what I like about, you know, they're really trying to create this infrastructure that making making cryptocurrency very much feel like a stock exchange. And, you know, like that's pretty much, I get that corporate vibe from the Winklevoss twins. I see yeah. what they're doing. I, I don't hate this at all. I think Gemini is good. There's some qualms I have with it. I like what they're doing. Um, I didn't like the, the I believe when they let Zencash on uh, Gemini, because yeah. I, I felt like it was a big shill in a lot of ways, but I don't know, whatever. I guess, I guess, you know, that's what they wanted to put on. Yeah, but, but the one thing that I have, I only use Gemini because I don't really like Coinbase too much, but uh, I, I just want to support Gemini. I think they're going to probably push more than Coinbase will, but now who knows? Uh, but they're... And I'm not wrong, right? It's Zencash, right? I believe. Zcash Zcash? Zcash? I thought it was Z. Bitboy, you know it's Zcash? Uh, I thought it was Zcash, and then you said Zencash, and I questioned myself. Did yeah. I say Zcash? Sorry. Thanks uh, for Zencash. ruining everything. Andy. It is, yeah, it, it is, it is Zcash. Sorry, sorry, everyone. I always confuse those two. Actually, it's, uh, it, they are confusing. Uh, I agree with you a lot. Yeah, so Zcash. That. I apologize. They they brought on a coin that not a lot of people like. You know, yeah, it's a it's popular on the the coin market cap, but yeah, um, it was just I thought you know it was just odd. Well, their interface to just buy a Bitcoin is confusing. But here's here's the other side of the coin. Here, guys, is that Mark Zucker recently in the news uh, around crypto because we all know that you know there's a lot of things going on in his world so he hired he he promoted a gentleman and made him the head director of blockchain technology sector of Facebook uh, what do you guys think of this like potential first I'm gonna go into some other things but what's the I just want your reactions first uh, bit boy uh, what do you think of this 
the combination of having the Winklevoss twins versus Mark Zuckerberg part two? What is what is well, in in my mind, it's super bullish for crypto in general. I mean, you've got you've got basically the two parties that were responsible for Facebook in some combination of you know who was first, who had the idea. Nobody really knows exactly sure what went down. My opinion is probably the Winklevoss twins did have the original idea, but Mark Zuckerberg had the knowledge to actually put it together, and he stole it. Whatever it might be, but they're responsible for. Uh, you know, one of the biggest social constructs, like life-changing websites. I mean, th- think about it. N- now people just take pictures for Facebook pretty much. Now, yeah. obviously, we have Instagram and some other things. But the the tidal wave of Facebook, as it hit the American culture and then the culture across the world, it has had just absolutely huge impact um, on, you know, basically the way people live their lives. And for me to see this story that now we kind of have the Winklevoss twins and Mark Zuckerberg starting to compete because a lot of people think, and I don't know if you're going to get into this, but a lot of people think Facebook is trying to buy Coinbase. So they're also trying to get into the exchange game. So you've got these two entities once again going at it again. And it just really, to me, speaks of where we're going with crypto. These guys are innovators, they're visionaries, and they are both at this point um, the twins and Mark Zuckerberg so heavily invested into cryptocurrency. Um, obviously, with uh, Mark Zuckerberg um, promoting that guy to the head of, of blockchain, uh, showing kind of almost revealing his hand on where they're wanting to go. It's just super bullish for crypto. Um, that And it still just blows my mind that there are people walking around that don't know about cryptocurrency because all of this stuff is going on behind the scenes. And it's going to be such a huge part of our life probably within the next three to four years. Yeah, and just uh, before I hear your reaction, it's Evan Cheng. Uh, he's mm. the director of engineering, and now he's going to be the head of the blockchain division. Yeah. Okay. Daniel, uh, quickly, what do you think? Uh, I don't think there's any competition. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, really I know. I really, you're, like, you're, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Zuckerberg's in a bunch of trouble. I don't, I don't think he's going to buy Coinbase. I think, if anything, it would be the reverse. Coinbase would buy Facebook, uh, and I think that would be brilliant. If they did, because then that would be, we would we would get a possibly a Bitcoin wallet integration into our Facebook apps, which means what we're gonna start be we're gonna be able to use yeah. it a lot easier. I mean, I, I, think, I think that's where we're going. I, I think that's where we're going. No matter well, who buys who, it's already I done. Think that is the future. It's already done in, in China. It's already thing that's been done with their right. WeChat with their WeChat thing. Going. So America's uh, America and I guess the rest of the world consequently is far behind as well. Uh, others are using QR codes and we're not. We should be. Right. Um, the other the other half is uh, if I don't, I don't I just don't see Zuckerberg doing that like if he had a interest in Bitcoin he wouldn't have banned it from well he the, unbanned the ads and he, then he unbanned it why because he kind of had to he had no choice he realized it's it's in the future but he's I think he's a little bit late behind the ball so I don't know what I doubt that there's any sort of competition between him and the well the well I think I, if I just could I, I think it's really important to note though. I think the reason why he lifted the ban. So if you guys, I don't know if you guys have read this story about South Korea officially making cryptocurrency legal. That It just happened over the last week. Now, we've heard similar stuff, so I don't know if that's actually going to be the case. But the point where South Korea got to is what they realized is all of these companies that were starting these ICOs, since it was illegal in South Korea, they were moving to other countries to run them. And so they're they're starting to see how much income and revenue the country is losing because 
these blockchain projects are moving to other countries. And so them legalizing it, it has nothing to do with them supporting cryptocurrency. It just had to do with them realizing how much money they're going to lose out on lose out on by not doing it. And I think it's the exact same principle with uh, Facebook. I think maybe Facebook thought they could they could just ban cryptocurrency. It would go away. But there's so much money in the advertising for cryptocurrency. Um, I don't know if, about you guys, but I mean, I get requests all the time from crazy companies wanting me to review this or do this or make this video. Yep. And I, I turn a lot of I turn almost all of it down. But uh, if they're asking me and I've got a thousand YouTube subscribers, think about how much money they're willing to pay at a place like Facebook where they can get it in front of the eyes of almost the entire world. So I really think that's what it had to do with. And now it's almost like can't if you can't beat them, join them. And I think that's yeah. really where Zuckerberg is going to. And that's exactly where he's at. He's like he has no choice. There, he had to allow it to back in. So and Google will as well. A lot of who everybody else is going to come back in. But they need there needs to be structure and regulation. There, Facebook's in trouble with what just happened recently with the, whole, the election tampering and all uh, and the Russian uh, Russian spies advertising and all other stuff. Uh, and their problem with the, our our data being sold to people that we didn't want want it to be sold to, and and all that stuff. So they got to be really careful with how they allow it, what they allow happening, and all that other stuff. He's getting uh he's being eyed, so he has well, that to worry about right now. Before we get out of this, I have to give my final thoughts. Go for it. Because uh, I'm very I lo- I I obsess over like social media history and like how these websites started. I love that stuff. Uh, so. What I want to say about the Winklevoss twins is that this is a different story. These guys have been lobbyists. Uh, they've had defended cryptocurrency in front of the U.S. government uh, in the past. They have helped kind of push the adoption growth that I preach so much. Uh, so there is a lot of respect I have for them. Do, I don't have that crypto respect to Mark Zuckerberg. They have earned my trust as true crypto enthusiasts. Yes. Um, and that is the difference this time around. And I think... I think everyone's like, oh, shoot, here comes Zuckerberg. I saw some FUD like, you know, like, oh, the Zuckerberg's going to topple over the twins. Um, but I don't know about that this time. And like you said, Coinbase could be like, I don't know how much they're worth, but they're fucking rich. Yeah, they're fine. Well, it, it's okay. their, their, their valuation is $8 billion. Jesus. Right? It didn't, it didn't Circle just buy them? Although Facebook is way worth like sixty billion, or so. yeah, fa- 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 Facebook is worth, I believe, like about six hundred billion. But let's so. just say, uh, hypothetically, in a year, if like Bitcoin, uh, uh, Bitcoin like explodes, they could that could be from eight billion to twenty. Coinbase quick. was just bought. <laughs> Coinbase was just bought by another company, I believe. Correct. Um, and so was Poloniex. Or Poloniex. Was, no, I don't. Or I just Poloniex. Yeah, no, no, it w- it was not Coinbase. Not been Coinbase. Yeah, so man. Circle Circle bought Poloniex. Poloniex, yes, okay. correct. The, I Circle the yeah. Delaware Exchange, yes, yeah, that's correct. Um, which I, I always, uh, fa- yeah. Fa- Facebook is worth five hundred billion, by the way. I was pretty close. Oh shit! Oh, I was yeah. way off. That's so, a lot. so I don't, I don't see any way that Coinbase will be able to buy Facebook. Um, and what what Facebook is really good at is picking those companies that are worth a lot of money, and then like kind of projecting how much money they can be worth once they're part of the Facebook ecosystem and coming up with a price that they could pay that would be pretty fair. So with where Facebook is right, and we've seen it with Instagram, they tried to buy Snapchat. We've seen it with a lot of different companies that they bought. So um, they definitely do have the leverage, I believe, to do that and buy Coinbase. The question the question would be, um, you know, if it would be allowed to happen or if Coinbase is, does Coinbase look at their outlook and say that Facebook is old 
and that eventually they'll be worth more on their own. That'll be the only question I think that that revolves around it. So, well, well we put, will find out. Yeah, listen, listen, moment, <laughs> that is for sure. The certain. moment <laughs> Facebook allows a Bitcoin wallet onto their apps that you can have on oh your phone, God. is the moment Lambo. this game is changed. Lambo time. Done. Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, moving on. Uh, Daniel has some things he'd like to talk about, and and I got two words for you. Uh, Gary Davis. Yes, sir. What does that mean? Gary Davis. He's an Irishman. Okay. 28 years old. He's currently being extradited to the to the United States as we speak because of his involvement in the Silk Road. Wow. Just now, doesn't go away. Yeah. It's so we just heard how Ross got screwed over. Right. Uh, a harsh, harsh mm-hmm. uh, situation. But, um, so because of that, because they're kind of being charged with the same thing. Their version of the Supreme Court in Ireland uh, denied his request for appeal. They didn't even bother. It was just a quick no. Right. Uh, so I think it's very interesting that these high courts, not just in the United States, I thought it was just a United States situation, but these high courts around the world are seeing Silk Road as as how, e- like, I don't know what they have on it. I don't know what their issue was, So, but they got something that they're going to put this guy away for life. Well, let me ask you this. Is this a coincidence just because what, Maybe it's just follow suit. Like this just happened with Ross. Supreme Court said, no, sorry, we're not going to see the appeal. So Ireland's like, wait, we got this guy over here. So why don't we just like throw him in jail? Well, like, is that I what's going on? I honestly don't. It's so soon. I would assume Ireland doesn't care about the U.S. Supreme Court's rulings on anything. But I'm just saying it's so close to Ross's ruling. Uh, I that's why I'm, I'm I'm assuming whatever they're charged with, and I don't know the exact specifics to what they're being charged with, but it's, it's got to be huge. And if they've already been found guilty or whatever, it's got to be like a huge, huge thing. I'm not a, I'm not 100 certain, but I think it's amazing. Uh, I hope that in the future this stuff gets looked at, or at least the details get put out a bit more, so we can understand what what happened and what's going on. Because right now it kind of sounds like they're putting people away who pretty much just built the site. <laughs> Yeah, that was the argument with Ross because he kind of just developed the site and let it kind of go. He did have rules. He said, "Don't sell drugs," but no one lis- but listened. Nobody to listened. That. And he did have a private, you know, a page that said, "Please, no drug selling." Yeah, but he didn't regulate. He didn't regulate it. So, so. there's there's the issue. Um. Anyway, uh, Bitbo, you have anything to say about Silk Road, or you're done with Silk Road? <laughs> we well, done? I've never used it, so I've I've never used Silk Road. So, well, have you used so Open I've, Bazaar? Has anybody used Open Bazaar? I have seen Open Bazaar. I tried to use it; it was really confusing. To I me. personally was on Silk Road on it. I did not buy anything though. What drug did you buy? Well, I, <laughs> I, I promise I, you, I, I did not. I did end up on it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Am I going I, to jail? I now? just think the issue the issue revolves around, you know. The governments see something like that as a black market, and they're always going to come out swinging against a black market against, um, you know, kind of like we, we were just talking about with Bulgaria, seizing all that money that they got 270,000 bitcoins um, for organized crime. So the government's always going to crack down on that harder than other stuff because they're not really getting their cut, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's all, what all this boils down to. I mean, just, you know, kind of talking about Ross and everything that happened there. I'm, you know, for, for you guys that don't know me in my real life, um, I actually run a drug and alcohol rehab center. And so, um, you know, I, I yeah, wow. I, I don't necessarily, I'm not a fan of people buying drugs online by any stretch of the imagination. And my wife is the same way. However, even my wife, who doesn't really know a lot about this story, when I told her about how Ross started this website and people were buying drugs, but they're buying other things too, how he got life in prison and they didn't appeal it like she was shocked. She couldn't believe that. 
And, and that's a reaction you're going to get from most people that don't even know this. Like his sentence was way too harsh. I can't really speak about Gary Davis. And, you know, it said he was involved in money laundering and, um, you know, con- conspiracy to hack and all kinds of stuff. Maybe those are some, you know, real serious charges. Maybe he really is a bad dude. I don't know. But I, I know it doesn't seem like Ross was a bad dude and he really has gotten short end of the stick. I feel so bad for his mom and um, just the whole situation. I think, did he need some time in prison? Yeah. Would 10 years be enough? Yeah, 10 years probably would be plenty in my mind to keep him from doing anything like this again. So, I I I agree, but I want to just tell people just a fun fact about Silk Road. It didn't just sell drugs. There was art, right, there exactly. were books, there were jewelry, there was apparel, there was comic books. It was the right idea, but just not regulated. Yeah. Um so unfortunately, you know, now we're now we're here. But it created a marketplace and created kind of like a foundation for a cost and value for Bitcoin. It helped. Yeah. Yeah. So don't forget that he broke down doors. So so unfortunately he's in prison, but he broke down doors. Yeah. So we could be talking about it. So there hopefully we, we get to, you know, see them be able to appeal it again. Uh moving on from uh all the Silk Road business. Uh what do you want to tell us about people's info, Daniel? So why are we into cryptocurrency? Why why are we why do we like this? I I feel like one of the reasons why we all are are a part of this is because we love the idea of being able to control our information, of being able to um have privacy and and just know what's going on a little bit more, have, a, right. have as much control over possible. So, I want to expand a little bit into articles that that are about that and just reasons as to why just to kind of keep our focus on the prize because yeah, uh, you know, Lambos and, and To the Moon are, is great and all, but the the truth is this can help a lot of people. So um, right now, everybody's kind of watching us right now. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Just want to let you all know everybody's watching us, especially Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Um, so Amazon is uh, working with the U.S. government, a couple cities in, in the U.S., uh, Orlando and, the, and Washington County, Oregon. Okay. Side note. Quit naming your damn cities, states, your districts of Columbia's Washington. I'm <laughs> sick and tired. That's <laughs> just used way too much. Got uh, it. Cool it. Cool it. Name it something else. We're That's done. That's funny. Uh, anyways, Amazon is giving them data. And technology for facial recognition, for live facial recognitions outside. So that's oh, why you got Big great. Brother. So they're going to know where I'm at. Yeah. Great. So this just brings up more reasons for decentralization, for, for control over your own privacy. Where's Andy? Yeah. He's at 7-Eleven. Exactly. Oh. And they're going to know. <laughs> Should we keep watching him? Yes. Yes. What color Slurpee? <laughs> what yeah. color? Damn it. <laughs> um, uh, so I just, just I just... That's what I bring this up. Uh, we're, we're, uh, the crypto space is just trying to fight these things. We want, we want to remember... Your your info is your info. So stop giving away your info willy-nilly unless it's absolutely necessary for you. My example, quit using your facial recognition and quit using your thumbprint on your iPhone to unlock it. Oh, I use facial recognition. Yep, so and now the that. government's got it. Damn, so they got me. Well, the, uh, go- the government's already had my thumbnail for a while. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> mine too. So there you go. Um, but stop. Just stop it. Yeah. Keep everything you can as long as you can. Now, whatever we gave up to Facebook is long gone. We're done. It, it, there's nothing we can do. But um, it's also one of those things where it's like if you don't use Facebook, you're kind of a social outcast or you're weird or they uh, don't let you on I don't Tinder. use Facebook. Uh, yeah, you're out. No, but like 
Facebook, I believe, is starting to be phased out, but Instagram, right there, still part of Facebook, but everybody uses Instagram, everybody uses Twitter, everybody uses some sort of social media. You don't want to be the outcast. So maybe you can go without one of them or two of I them or three of them. definitely use Twitter and Instagram. So there you go. <laughs> um, well, it, it, what, one other thing that's pretty interesting about, you know, is you were talking about Facebook being phased out and things like that, um, or Facebook being phased out. Sorry, I need I need a drum on that one. Yeah, but um, basically... Uh, you know, when people first started using Facebook, it was just like, let's add everybody. Oh, here was a guy who I went to school with in elementary school 19 years ago. Oh, he's on Facebook. Let me add him. Oh, I'd love to talk to that guy. And so there was this like immense moment in our country where for about a one to two year period, basically there was this newness of being able to connect with people you had not connected with in some cases in older generations, 40 or 50 years. And all of a sudden you're able to get a flash forward update oh. on their entire life. Oh, the and, idea is magical. Yeah. The idea is magical. But what we see now is like that newness has kind of worn off. And so people don't really use social media for that same purpose. Like I go through my newsfeed all the time on Facebook, which I still have not closed my account. Um, and you know, I'm just amazed at how many people I really don't care about at all. Haven't <laughs> seen or talked to. In, in, you know, 10, 15, 20 years um, or people that maybe just come across you, your path for a very brief moment. Like maybe you work with them at a place and there's like two months when they're there and you're there and you think you're going to be friends, but then they just disappear. You don't really care what they're doing. And so as we've seen this evolution of social media, you know, like now people are using Instagram. But I think this thing of like, oh, this person's not on Facebook. He must not be cool or he's not on Facebook. Like, how are you going to find him? That's not going to be the case because. As people move to other platforms, they're really closing down their circles on who they let see their content, especially like with with moms. I know moms have a, a lot of moms that I know, including my wife, have a lot of issues with, you know, sometimes people will just go onto their accounts and steal pictures of their children and make fake accounts with it, Jesus. you know? Yeah. So yeah, so it's... we're we're moving this place of privacy where people <laughs> are trying to protect their information more. And, and maybe we talked about this the last time I was on the show, but I just feel like we're moving towards this place where we for us, for our generation, it's too late. We've already given our info. It's it's over. Now we're trying but to protect our children at this point. We're trying to protect our children and our children. And I'm children. all for yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, in in addition to that, um, Uganda, uh, kind of on the flip side of social media, uh, which is just a push for decentralization, which uh, this is just more of a reason to push for decentralization of everything, including the internet. Uganda just cut, uh, suspended a tax that they were doing for social media. So they, they started to tax social media. Every time you went onto social media, which, is, which means they also banned VPNs so they can track if you were going on social media, you would get a tax that the government would collect just on, for this free service, but now you got to pay for it, the government to use it. Uh, huge backlash. They, they nixed it. I don't know what they're going to do instead to try to raise whatever funds they were trying to raise or, or what the whole purpose behind taxing the social media was, was all about. But decentralization, folks, we need it. Yeah. Needed badly. Well, that's very important. Well, it, do you know what Uganda's currency is called? Their fiat. What is it? The shilling. Nice. Oh my god. Yeah, and they actually. And like this, a... this is pretty interesting. Which is, uh, speaking of Uganda, uh, you know, uh, Binance released their first crypto to fiat pairs, and it's actually the Uganda shilling what? is the first fiat. Yeah, true story. That um, they're integrating onto their website. So. Um, there, there's really too many jokes in there to um, to really dice up, but, yeah. um, but, but I wonder was Uganda found by pirates? Because I feel like that's like a like a Jack pirate Sparrow. <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Sparrow, one shilling for rum. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, 
on the other side of the pond, uh, the EU. <laughs> I don't know how this works. Uh, I don't know geography very well. Uh, the EU um, has done away with privacy in terms of the who is part of the of websites. Like now, they're gonna everybody needs to know who owns the website if you're in the EU at the very least. I don't know if that extends to websites that were opened in America or websites that were in that are America in you could see who purchased uh, a website but you can pay for privacy yes right yeah so you, you, you it, like if you buy through GoDaddy you use this thing I believe it's called uh, or it used to be called domains by proxy mm-hmm. I think maybe they've actually recently changed the name of it but it's just a setting on GoDaddy you click and you pay like an extra you know 15 or 20 bucks a year for it and basically so the who is information is a database for people that don't know. And you can go on right now and type in, you know, who is database and pull that information up and you can type in any website and see their admin information, their, um, their physical location address. But if you use something like domains by proxy and you make it private, instead of your information showing up, that information shows up. So since GoDaddy is based in Arizona, um, if you pull up something in the who is database, and for the address, it says Arizona. There's a good chance that that is a protected website. So yeah. that's that's how they kind of get around it. So the information is still there. It's just the information for the the uh, domains by proxy, uh, you know, business. Yeah. Which uh, so the question is that that this kind of brings up is what should be private at what and what should not be private. And I think mm-hmm. that this is an okay thing because there's two things that I hate on the internet. People who try to monopolize a niche market, like, I don't know if you knew this, and guys, I can completely understand if you guys don't go to these websites. It just so happened that I kind of go to them every four or five times a day. Pornhub, X Videos, and X Hamster, all the same, same guy, but you don't know this really. Yeah, it's, it's all the same, same company. Uh, same one company. So, But you don't really understand that, like, unless you do your research on it, you don't really know that. So it's just, they're, they're all showing you the same stuff. But Pornhub obviously isn't the only company that does this this is just the one that i knew off the top of my head um the other people that i hate online are trolls okay so now people who go on and put up a, like a info wars craziness or something like i, I have respect to alex jones because he's uh, uh, uh he's a crazy man but i know who he is yeah um everybody else who's all crazy and putting stuff up he talks now a lot about crypto yeah but now you can't hide behind the internet right now you have to you know we need to know who you are hmm. i think that would be pretty good a pretty good thing for the future. But well, I think that like pretty, pretty easy solution to that would be, you know, people, cause I mean, here's, here is an issue. Like, so I, I have another business I run. I sell online tickets. I sell concert tickets, event tickets, uh, front page tickets.com shameless shill there. Oh, and wow. when I first, yeah, when I, when I first got into that business, I actually was getting death threats <laughs> because Whoa. when I first started, I was posting tickets on Craigslist and people were able to, through my website, look up my personal name, my personal address, and they were sending me death threats. I was getting text message death threats. People were calling me. It sounded like the mob, you know? And so at some point, I feel like if you want to have that protection, you should be able to have that protection from, you know, whether it's a competitor or whatever it might be. You don't want to blend necessarily your personal life with your business life if you have an online business and you can help it. But I think the easy solution would be to have some kind of listing service where maybe the government has access to that information if it came down to a lawsuit or like somebody absolutely needed to know who it was. And for your average everyday person, you can still choose to put that 
you know, to put that protection on there or not. So, okay. um, obviously for like really, really, really huge websites, like, yeah, there's, I mean, th- that are owned by companies, then there's no reason for that information not to be public. But I just think about like the small business owner who, you know, might not want people to know, you know, maybe, maybe somebody's selling, you know, uh, electronic cigarettes and they don't want people to know that that's what they do. Then I think they should be able to have that privacy. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, you just swayed me, Ben. I was, I was at first. I was all for this, like let everything be known. But I can see where somebody like you, who's getting threatened by the big boys, needs that privacy. Yeah. So that's not cool. Um, in addition to more information being sold, well, and, you're just and, full and of trust, information. It's today. crazy. The uh, the university at Buffalo, not of the university <laughs> at. Right. Buffalo. No, I go to university at exactly. Buffalo. I'm okay. like, Jesus. Uh, Which their, one? <laughs> so they are selling their students' habits. There's, uh, so they have this uh, uh, UB card, University at Buffalo card, that kind of they can do a bunch of stuff with them. I th- purchase things. Uh, uh, it lets you into certain places at certain times. You know, it lets you right. into wherever. So they're, they're tracking all of this and selling that information to third parties. Uh, yeah? yeah? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. That's bizarre. Exactly. Now are the are, are the students get a cut of that money? Nope. See, that's the problem. There you go. Are they yeah. doing BS. research? Giant BS. They're just selling. They're, they're selling information. Information is the most sought after. Yeah, I, I get that. Absolutely. Email addresses. Yeah. And it's 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 the new oil. Exactly. And so if you're now, I'm all for selling information because there are some times when I would like to know about a new product. Jack in the box. free taco yeah i'll take it i'll take it but um there are times when i don't like when i when i don't want to be bothered by by this situation so i want to have control over that if i go to a school i'm expecting to be protected yeah what are you doing university at buffalo and switch it to of at while we're at it i go to at university at buffalo uh and finally on this uh, on this on this whole thing uh, um california's net neutrality bill is back in action Net neutrality. Uh, whatever. It's neutrality back in action. Neutral- what is this? A well, fucking here- surf contest? Yeah. <laughs> no, here's the thing. It got shut down by this asshole by the name of Miguel. And I want to make sure I get it right. Miguel Santiago. Oh. Fuck him. Okay. So 18, Why is so, he getting that back? So in so basically, boat? um, California had had a bill to bring it to bring it all back to make it like the most secure, the best, uh, the best, strictest policy. In the country and in the world, but AT and T lined the pockets of this asshole, and uh, he squashed the bill. People protested. A lot of people protested. We opened up uh, billboards too, um, right outside his place. Really? Sure that, yeah. And uh, it's back on the table, and it's just as, uh, and I think it's actually even stronger than it was before. Well, because this bill's in effect, it reminds me of the coin. Uh, I think it's Singularity. That's supposed to be the website that makes you feel like you're not, you know, on a net neutrality internet. It's supposed to give you the real internet feel. Really? I might be wrong, but there's a coin that that does that. I'm in. Um, huh. Or sub. I think it's. Uh, I have to remember what. I'll have to look it up as That's we. That's very interesting. We go uh, on yeah. the show, but there is a coin. So I was like, this is perfect for them. <laughs> oh, ben, what state? What state are you in? Georgia. Georgia. Are you, how are you guys doing with the whole squashing of the net neutrality thing? Um, it hasn't really been a big topic here, um, to, to my knowledge. We, we, we don't talk about it a lot. I mean, you know, obviously you guys have strong feelings. To me, it's, it's not something that I really – that I'm too focused on. And the reason is because I, 
I just feel like if if net neutrality were to pass, that what we would probably see is more competition with the businesses to you know break down the internet charges and things like that. So, but I don't know. To to me personally, I think it's overblown. Um, but maybe you guys in California have a different viewpoint on it. Maybe that's just what I think well, because it's not something me, that really comes. Let me up ask here. you this in Georgia because this is this that's it's a huge issue in, in California at the very least. In Georgia, really? how many how many different service providers can you choose from? Where you live? Uh, yeah, really just um, I mean, you basically just have cable or AT and T, I right? guess, or the main right? yeah, or or a hotspot with a cell phone. Yeah. So you're kind of limited on choices, whereas yes. that's and that's and this is the point we're trying to make it so that way you're not limited on choices. And in addition to that, uh, you just had said mentioned that you had your small business, um, where you would like some extra protection. Well, small businesses will get screwed with their websites. Nobody will be allowed to visit them unless they pay an extra fee. Yeah, and they'll also they'll also slow down your internet unless you pay an extra fee. Uh, and uh, again, the problem is you don't have choices. You have zero choices on, yeah. you know, you're, you're limited because of these stupid contracts that a lot of uh, cities have with the big, the big companies. Like for cable, I can only get Comcast. I can't get, sorry, I can only get Spectrum. I can't get Comcast. I've, I've just always been interested in that. Like, it seems like just a, a, to me, even a bigger issue, you know, is just the, the monopoly that these cable companies are allowed to have anyways. Exactly. You know, they, that, that is something I do care about because I've always thought that that's really bizarre. Like, hey, I want Comcast. I can't have it. It's not in my area. Oh, so what is in my area? Oh, this one individual company that you have to choose. And really that goes for utilities too. You know, if, if, if we were able to open up, um, say, your power company, because where I'm at, we only have one choice for power, one choice for water, you know, one choice for cable, one, cho- one choice for DSL. I don't even think they call it DSL anymore, but um, you know, I, I think opening up those to have more choices would lead to, you know, a lot more competition, and which when competition occurs, it's good for the consumer. And that's, course. and I feel like that's how we can get more competition is with, with this bill. But you know, it's getting so ridiculous in LA. Okay. The Los Angeles Dodgers are a huge staple in Los Angeles, like huge. Everybody who's from LA Dodger fan straight up. Now we have to pay extra money just to see the Dodgers on television. That's how ridiculous it got out. They got oh, you already you guys have to do that. We've been having to do that for the past. Oh, see, I didn't know two, that. That's two crazy. years. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. So oh, I'm down. I'm done with this. I'm done with that. So uh, before we head out of this, uh, the coin I was talking about is called Substratum. That's S U B on the coin market cap. Uh, it's the open source network that allows anyone to allocate spare computing resources to make the internet a free and fair place for the entire world. I'm down. Um, here's the weird thing. While you guys were talking, I was investigating, uh, and for some odd reason, uh, and I'd have to look further, on January, January, and I don't talk price, but it's interesting, on January 9th, 10th, the price spiked to like $3.14 and then crashed the next week where it sits kind of around 20 cents. Yeah, that's a huge wow. crash. <laughs> what the hell happened? I'm going to have to investigate this. Wait, in January? January 2018, yeah. it says. Uh, everything crashed on that day. But yeah. everything but crashed. But this had a spike, really. Yeah. No, no. like Everything spiked and everything crashed at that time. But it's just like a weird spike, though. It's like from like... Pump and dump. Let me whatever. let me find Whoa. this. Let me find this. Let yeah. me look at this. No, it's it's but really, um it's yeah. I mean, the, everything spiked and everything crashed. Uh, people were trying to buy small coins what, without researching them. And it pump and dumped. Anyway, besides the price thing, I thought it was a cool idea for a coin. Well, I think this is what Kin does too. Isn't Kin supposed to be 
um, in a sense, being able to send uh, well, there, more there, decentralized. There's a lot, there are a lot of decentralized web uh, platforms out there. Um, Elastos is another one. See? And ultimately, that's what Tron's trying to do also. So um, this is a little FYI tidbit for you guys. So um, the original internet is called Web 1.0. Elastos wants to make Web 3.0. And so I, I was scratching my head like, when did we go from one to three? Well, apparently Web 2.0 refers to the mobile network. So your right. internet you have on your phone is considered Web 2.0. And then Elastos is trying to make Web 3.0. And then Tron is trying to make Web 4.0. So only God knows wow. you know, what all that's going to look like. Um, with these de decentralized, um, you know, internet, I don't, will there be several different internets? I don't know. It's almost as confusing as trying to figure out how many dimensions there are. I don't even. Know. I'm waiting for satellite internet so that way we could just get this all through the air, no wires necessary. But I'm waiting for brain chip internet where it's just implanted in your brain oh, so you can see. Google Glasses try to do that. <laughs> it did not work. Did not. <laughs> so uh, moving on to Twitter, real quick. It looks like Twitter uh, is suspending over a million accounts a day. Yes, and um, I say finally. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's good. They're gonna. It's like uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. He's like snap. They're snapping their fingers and getting rid of <laughs> the population on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that that's a good. Uh, I mean, that's good what pull. it is. Good pull. Uh, yeah. No. It's exactly. And <laughs> I want bots gone. Bots are so freaking annoying. And yeah, we we finally have our first. Copy oh yeah. Bot. <laughs> Today, someone copied our name and our logo onto their Twitter and started like writing people. And I was like, oh, my God. I guess it was. it's kind of like flattering, but also just like, oh, my God. Here we well, go. Well, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I want one. I've got more followers. I guess it's a big moment. Hey, but our followers are just true. We love you guys. We love you. <laughs> Anyways, um, but, yeah, uh, I, I want them gone. Uh, but the, the downfall of this is some people who are not bots are getting suspended. Yeah, it's happened of it. to a lot so of people. It's. I mean, it's. It's part of the fallout. Uh, if they keep at it, they'll get reopened. I don't. I don't have any fear. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think about this, uh, BitBoy? Well, I was just gonna say, I feel like Twitter. Twitter's getting a lot of pressure, specifically from the crypto community. And I, I don't. I don't really branch out of crypto Twitter anymore. Like I've got a personal account. I used to use it. You know, I'd I'd creep on some political stuff, mostly sports stuff, but. You know, once I got on crypto Twitter, like there, there's no going back. So I don't really get outside of it unless there's a big news story going on. But I can say in the crypto community, there's been a huge amount of pressure. And I don't know what like relatively how large that pressure is that's being put on Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, from the crypto community because of all the bots. So, it, you know, the most popular one are the ETH giveaway bots, where basically they somehow have an algorithm where they're able to follow they're able to have the first comment under um you know say like vitalik buterin or charlie lee the first comment on that thread and it says oh i'm giving away eth and it's basically an impersonator of whoever the original poster was uh -huh. and if you go track those addresses through a block explorer you will find people are absolutely handing money over to these scammers um, they're they're getting thousands of dollars a day by using this method. And so because of that, I know the crypto community is putting a lot of pressure. But of course, in the middle of that, there are people that are getting, you know, shot in the crossfire, if you will, legitimate accounts that for whatever reason, they're triggering the algorithms so that, you know, they're they're getting suspended. We know several people personally that it's happened to that didn't deserve it. So yeah. um, I think it's needed. I think there's just going to be some blowback and it's unfortunate. Hopefully my account doesn't get hit in the blowback. 
But if it does, then, you know, hopefully they'll restore it at some point. I'm pretty sure uh, there's always a happy ending to these Marvel movies. So I don't think, worry. I th- I'm almost We're in good hands. Have, yeah, I hope. <laughs> Ant- Ant-Man, save us. Um, so, uh, but I think, I think um, ultimately uh, it shouldn't affect... I think the algorithm is algorithm is pretty specific. I um bots generally put the same stuff up over and over and oh, over again. Awful. So you don't have to worry. I mean as long as you're not putting up the same stuff. Um yeah, and I just just to give you my experience today with our fake account, I was like seeing these comments and it said the coin button. I was like, I don't remember writing that. What is that? <laughs> and it's just like weird stuff and I'm like, wait, this isn't us. Yeah. I was like, this is weird. Anyway, uh last but not least, I uh, want to talk a little bit about video games. We know we we mentioned that we'll be talking about video games in the block news segment. Uh, this has been a topic that I know about in within the community, but it's important for people outside of gaming or that don't really follow esports. Is that pro gamers are going to be the new athletes in the future, and they already are starting to be athletes. Uh, what do you guys think of that? What do you think of pro gamers becoming the new athletes for the millennial for this this time period? What's happening? I think it's going to make for some good memes. Yes. Yeah. First off, yeah, the gamers. Kill There's it already with the good memes, guys. Check <laughs> yeah. it out. Uh, I mean, I, I, a couple before my daughter was born, uh, I was hanging out with her older brother, and he was on YouTube all day long watching people play games, and I'm like, I thought, how stupid. <laughs> who does that i mean when i was playing video games if i wasn't playing the game i was gone i'm not watching somebody else play mario brothers you know i'll do it myself but now i kind of see it akin to when people watch football people watch baseball people watch basketball um so when we're talking about like ground floor of who's going to use something uh I, i've said it before i'll say it again gamers are probably going to be the first ones to really embrace cryptocurrency like and utilize it. I mean, there's already I, the E3 episode proved it. I I interviewed two different cryptocurrencies. This is the first E3 where they were actually present, which was cool. That's yeah. a new thing for crypto. I was really excited that I was there when I ran into the Engine Coin lounge. They had yeah. a lounge, which I gave them credit. They built this like they had these nice seats, and it was the Engine Coin like lounge. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I was I was watching Colbert once, and he had this guy named PewDiePie on. Ah, PewDiePie. Uh, everyone he, knows he's well, he's the original I, YouTube. See, I didn't the know biggest, the biggest YouTuber of all time. He was yeah. making seventeen million dollars a year. Exactly. And when I heard how much he friggin' made, I PewDiePie in my pants. But it was like <laughs> that was way too much. But now we're talking about gaming, and he's a gamer. But there's a guy named Ninja that has Who's averaging average averaging over two hundred thousand people watching him live every day on his stream. Yeah. On top of that, he. Uh, plays for like the game that makes three hundred million a month, which is Fortnite. That's three, insane. Three hundred million a month, you know, like three hundred million. Three hundred million. Wait, Fortnite itself makes it. Yes. Okay. But never mind. Ninja is making. Uh, they said upwards of seven hundred thousand dollars a month. That's gross. And now that is where this connection is between the gaming industry already blows the music and film industry out of the water right now, and people don't realize that it makes that much money people and that goes with casual gaming and phone gaming everything but esports is big because you got tournaments for a game called dota 2 which most people don't know even what it is do you guys know what that is no can no. you tell can you tell me what dota 2 is uh bit boy no no i can't i don't know what it is i've heard of it so dota 2 is a moba but it's internationally explain moba 
MOBA is a (laughs) massive. I know what that is. Multi, it's a massive arena game. So okay. it's, it's like okay. a, it's like the your your team. You got teammates, and you got to get to the end goal is destroying something, and you win. Okay. And you're on a map, and there's minions, and then you have to destroy them. But you work together, and you all have different attributes. Okay. You know, different characters that you choose from. And there's different players. Uh, what I'm getting at is that their prize pool for their tournament is upwards, and it's probably more now. But when I watched a documentary about it in 20 like 14, the prize pool was like 12 million. Um, and this is a game you guys never even heard of. And in Korea, they got their pro gamers on, on cereal boxes. You know what they used to give away at the Nintendo competitions back in the day? What? A power glove. Power glove from the Wiz. <laughs> I remember that. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's grown incrementally. So what I'm saying, and, and I'm trying, this is what I've been preaching. Exponentially. I've been shilling this to people about the gaming world. Is like I'm trying to make people realize how much money they're making. This is not just Fortnite and Epic Games. This is uh, this goes for Activision and EA and all these companies that are just rolling in. They're printing now. Epic Games is printing money. Did if if money grew on trees, they sure have a forest of it. Wow. Because Jesus Christ, three hundred million a month. Because and the game is free, guys. The game is free. That's sick. They're making money on microtransactions. But let's hear it for free games. I love free games. Is, but isn't that amazing, though? Epic says, here's the game for free. You don't have to buy these outfits to play this game and win. You don't. But, but oh, and it's well, just it, outfits, it's right? very similar to... So this is something very interesting that you bring that up, which is... So here in Atlanta, we have the uh, Mercedes-Benz, um, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is our new stadium. It's awesome. I've got Falcon season tickets. I'm there all the time. And something that they did that was really crazy is our concessions are so cheap. Now, there are regular concession places you can have that have like a $9 barbecue sandwich. But the majority of the concession places inside of the stadium, hot dogs are $2, burgers are $3, drinks are $1, and they're refillable. And they have the soda fountain machines out in the in the hallways. So you can just go refill your drink. So you can you can get for what is the price of one sandwich in most places, you can get a whole meal. And so uh, that's been really cool. But what they saw is by doing it that way and decreasing all of the concession prices, they made a they made a, so much more money on the concessions because they lowered their prices. So that's definitely a principle that works. And, and if you think instead of having to pay $60 for a video game, now you have some extra money in your pocket to spend $10 on this hat or, you know, $5 on these shoes or whatever people buy in these games. It makes sense, you know? Yeah. And plus people feel like they have more loyalty to it because it's free, you know, instead of like, Oh, you're ripping me off by charging me all this for this game. And you guys are making so much money. So genius I, I, I was at the um i saw a movie theater uh ad for soda the other day uh, uh in the concession stand and they said if you buy one soda for 5.95 first off my breath got taken away 5.95 for a soda but you can get the second one for just 5.95 what a fucking deal oh my um, god <laughs> i was like geez i hate uh, like because movie theaters sports arenas, a 14 dollar beer for a dodger game do you know how many beers well, i want to drink twenty dollars I'm now I'm I'm not a drinker, but I did see an article recently where in San Francisco they've increased the price to twenty dollars. Oh, this kills me! Literally twenty dollars for um you know an adult beverage. It's crazy. Um, just to close out here, I'm going to give people an idea how much pro gamers right now or recently are making a year the best of the best. Uh, Zhang Peng, known as Mu M U Mu I believe he plays Dota two guys. Okay. He earned in 37 tournaments almost uh well. 
exactly eleven uh one million one hundred ninety three thousand dollars. Oh. Uh, Wang, I can't even say his name, so I'll say his gamer name. Zhang Shang. He played right. Dota two as well, and he made upwards of of one million two hundred thousand. I will take twenty. I need to get in this game Jeez. now. The guy that's kind of making a lot right now, or has made a lot, and I'm I'm gonna close it out with this guy. His name is uh, Universe, um, and he plays Dota two as well, and he makes almost two million dollars for thirty nine tournaments. Um, wow, and that's gonna just get higher. Yeah, and that goes with other games too. You know, like and that's so, not counting. That's not counting how much money they're making probably off endorsements. Oh, or, God. No. You know, that's just from their tournament winnings, right? Right. And they do, have, they do have gaming organizations they're tied to, and they give a percentage to them because they say, hey, I'm with FaZe Clan. That's my gaming team. I represent them. You know, that's my team. They sponsor you. They get you all the things you need. They put you in a gaming house. Mm-hmm. You live a great life I, if, you, if you could. But let me tell you guys something. Certain games, the life expectancy of a gamer is short-lived. Why? Because an 18-year-old's uh, eye coordination is stronger than a 29-year-old's. So if it's yeah. a first-person shooter... Oh, I thought you meant their life. Like no. <laughs> Gamers die at 33. Game, You're no, like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just to be specific... It, 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 it's all the Mountain Dew and Cheetos. Oh, my God. It's like, stop it, guys. My analogy is like a running back in the NFL yeah, yeah, is only yeah. like you mean six the, years. The career like, life. The career life, sorry. Um, which is interesting, but there's other games that don't necessarily... that. Age won't apply, but mostly esports age applies because it's eye yeah. coordination, movement. Yeah. And an 18 year old really does have a stronger eye coordination than you will ever have. Sure, at but 30. if your fingers remember an algorithm, then you can still do it. No, th- there's no doubt. But what happens is, is that a lot of these pro gamers are retiring, but mm-hmm. then they do content creation and they do yeah. streams on Twitch and they make money. They can, they're good. So they're good. Um, the, uh, guys, I'm excited to see what happens here. So I appreciate you guys talking about it. And Daniel, thanks for bringing it to the table. No worries, you man. surprised me. Uh, but, uh, I think we're going to, uh, kind of get to the end of the show and, uh, you know, we get a chance to have BitBoy be a contestant on Shitcoin or Pokemon. Shitcoin or Pokemon. Yes. Yay. I got you, dude. I can't wait. So are you ready? You kind of know how to play? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just got to say whether it's basically a coin or a Pokemon, right? right. That is correct. You so, have to tell us if it is a shit coin or a Pokemon so, based on the name only. Yes, and the leaderboard, there is one now, is me <laughs> at 10 and Crypto Breakfast had 9. And you have to get 14 right to win, but basically, if you get one wrong, you kind of lost, but you basically want the bragging rights. So if you can get above me... That'd be really, you know, that would be your goal. Well, I'm I'm bringing a lot of knowledge about coins okay. and zero knowledge about Pokemon. Cool. So I do know Pikachu. I was able to win Pikachu in a basketball game at Lego World or Legoland for my kid. So that's what I know. All oh, right. he's got the skills. When All are you right. going to bring the five rings? Are you ready? It's 14 uh, guesses. Here okay. we go. Your first guess. Is it a shit coin or a Pokemon? Volbeat. That is a Pokemon, I believe. Correct. Nice. Cider. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with coin on that one. Correct. Nice. Vibrava. Can you pronounce it again. Vibrava. Uh, I'm gonna go with a coin on that one. That is a Pokemon. Ah! <laughs> All right. Well I knew my, I knew my lack of Pokemon knowledge was gonna get me. <laughs> Bitok. That's got to be a coin. That is a coin. Nice. Alphabet. What? Uh, alphabet. Alphabet? Alphabet with an I at okay. the end. I don't know these either. 
Now, I know there's an alpha cat that's a cryptocurrency, oh, um, which is funny because you would think that would be a Pokemon. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Pokemon on this one. Shit coin. Oh, <laughs> man. Damn, Terrible. I would have gotten Pokemon too. <laughs> Wish cash. Wish cash. What the fuck? Ugh. I want to say coin for all of them, I think. I, I'm going to go with coin on that one. That is a Pokemon. Oh, oh my God. I knew, I knew psychologically <laughs> you were getting me with the cash at the end. But I just couldn't Damn. figure out. It sounds like a like a dollar bill with some whiskers. That is absolutely correct. This game is evil. <laughs> I'm Moving. like with him right now. I'm blown away by these names. Essentia. That's that is a coin, I believe. Correct. Nice. Yeah. Rublix. It's funny because like I can visualize the word on CoinMarketCap.com, and I can also visualize the word underneath a weird looking Pokemon. It could so. be on the Pokedex. It could be on CoinMarketCap. We don't know. Pokedex. I'm yeah. going to go with Pokedex on this one. Let's go with Pokemon. That is a shit coin. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. Rublix. You said Rublix. Oh, sorry. Cast form. That's got to be a coin. That is a Pokemon. Uh, no way. Yes. Cast form? Cast form. Oh, he has be, three, be, it, he has three different forms. Like, I was going to say it must be like some kind of like... Um, uh, they can change shifts or sh- uh, change shapes or something, something form. Right? So wait, it so Rublix, which I had said, was a shitcoin, correct? He got wrong. It should be shitcoin. You said Pokemon. I have four right, make sure. right now. All right. Uh, the next one, Love Disc. Oh, God. Oh, God. Love Disc? Um, it sounds like, it, it sounds kind of like... Um, you know, one of those old school dating services on a floppy disk or something like that. That's how we so, used to meet our women. Yeah, I gotta go a with. Uh, I gotta go with a uh, Pokemon on this one. That is correct. Nice, Seer. Can you spell that? S E E R. Seer. Oh my God, that could be a predictive. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Uh, cryptocurrency, or it could be a psychic Pokemon. I'm. You know go your with... categories. <laughs> I'm going to go with Psychic Pokemon on this one. That is incorrect. It is a shit coin. No way. Wow. Argus. Argus. You guys know, like, when I first heard about this game, I, I <laughs> thought I would be pretty good at it. I really did. I really thought I, – I, I knew my lack of Pokemon information Listen. or knowledge would get me, but I didn't think it would get me this bad. You you got five right. You've only the third contestant. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to do – In the future, we're going to need 30 Pokemon. <laughs> and did, you, did you get well, – did you we guys, go all of them? You guys do a really good job of picking ones that really could be 50-50. Exactly. I really don't know. Well, you could give that to Daniel because what's great is that I had I don't know the list, so I'm just counting the, the votes right now. <laughs> so I'm blown away too, BitBoy. All right, this is a hard one. Okay, this is one okay, of our what's, hardest what, – What's this one again? So we Argus. Got a new Argus. Argus. I'm going to go with uh, – coin on that one correct correct that one i knew correct we got two more here we go bolenum that's got to be a pokemon that is a shit coin (laughs) (laughs) you guys like my confidence like i say a real (laughs) yeah if you no, it's it's okay that's good if you say it with confidence it could be true anyways creatio (sighs) that one has got to be a pokemon that is a shit coin Ladies and gentlemen, you have just played the next big game. <laughs> Shitcoin or Pokemon? Correct. Shitcoin or Pokemon. Uh, ben, you got... I blew that low score away. I blew away the worst score. <laughs> you you definitely have I the low bar. You have the low bar. But we may bring a wild card back for the end of the, pl- 
during uh, getting into the finals. So yeah. we'll see what happens. So right now you're like the third best. So you're doing <laughs> fine, dude. You're good. I'm in the semifinals. I like mean, yeah, as really of right now, if nobody else plays, you're in. <laughs> yeah, thanks for playing, man. It's it's a fun game. I mean, that one I will say is probably the hardest list we've had so far. I gotta make them hard. I man. will double check though and make sure when we edit this and yes. post it that they were that it was six. So the only confirmation was Rublix is a shitcoin. So it depends on if you said shitcoin or Pokemon. We gotta yeah. listen to that. All right. I can't even I can't even remember what I said anymore. <laughs> I. If you asked me that list again, I would probably give you totally different answers. Probably. No, well, probably actually. I think I've, <laughs> I think I've repeated some, but anyways. Yeah, but uh, thanks again, uh, Ben. Bit, bit boy crypto, right? Bit boy crypto on um, the YouTube's. I like that. Bit boy crypto. I gotta get used to saying. It. I'm sorry. I'm so used to saying your old name, so I'm gonna make sure I get it right. Well, bit- it's it's just it's just funny because like I it's. I've morphed to becoming BitBoy. Like, I didn't start this out as I was BitBoy. It was this character I created. But, like, in interviews and people I talk to, like, they refer to me as BitBoy. So it's just, like, you know, kind of a nickname that's kind of, you know, I've taken on at this point. And at this point, I've embraced it. Yeah, so. it's, it's who you are. Yeah. You're it's, like Moana. Just don't let go of who you are. But uh, before, bef- before we go out-out, I want to just uh, remind people of some things. Uh, obviously, coin of the show... Uh, we'll be coming up soon with uh, the founder, uh, Daniel, and uh, we'll figure that out. That should be coming towards the end of the month, like yep. we said. And then we will do another corner show next month. We have some interviews coming up. Uh, I do want to remind people that on Wednesday, I will put a tweet up about the pizza contest. We're really excited about our pizza contest giveaway. We really want to feed you. So let the coin boys feed you in the love of Bitcoin's one of their earliest transactions. Yeah, but I'd like you to invite me also. Yes, you would have to invite us and pay for the plane ticket as well. (laughs) And then take a picture with us and put it on social media. But we'll take care of the pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anything to add, Daniel, before we head out? This was a good one. Thank you so much, Ben, for coming on. Yeah. Let me... uh, let me just say, uh, Coinboys Podcast at Twitter. We have Coinboyscast at IG. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play now, which I'm yes. really excited about. And, of course, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, BitBoy, please tell us where we could find you. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BitBoy underscore Hodel. And, of course, on YouTube, you can find me at BitBoy Crypto. Awesome. And uh, I'm producer, by the way, on Twitter. I'm uh, at DGutierrez84 or AP Yesterday. Yeah. On uh, on anything. Oh, is that the funny stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Uh, thanks again, uh, Bitboy. I had a lot of fun. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs>